All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the NC Fit Collective Podcast. I'm here with the myth, the man, the legend, Mr. MDV, who we just found out was listening to Elvis Presley this morning. He was playing some songs for us before this podcast started, getting us fired up for this one. Can't go wrong with the king. Can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we did a pull-up challenge the other day to, to Thunder by Imagine Dragons, and so now we got to find out a new song from Elvis to, to have a little battle on some push-ups. So guys, today we're going to talk about what are we talking about today? Respecting the timeline, man. Respecting the timeline. So guys, you know, I think a really, really important topic is respecting the timeline. That means going too long, going too short, and just really respecting people's time. And so what we want to do today is we're going to do a 20 minute AMRAP. We're going to respect your time. We're going to stick right to 20 minutes and we're going to start here in three, two, one, and let's go. So MDV, we were talking about respecting your timeline. We're talking about not going over class length. We're also not talking about going under class length. And the thing that I was talking to you about was that as a coach, we need to almost look at it as if we were a lawyer or any type of, of paid service, where if I go in for a massage mm-hmm. and I'm expecting an you know, hour-long massage mm-hmm. and they stop at 45 minutes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up from that massage and say, hey, man, where's my prorated amount for the last 15 minutes yeah. of my massage? You're going to feel gypped. I'm going to feel gypped. Or if maybe they go 20 minutes over, and I had scheduled a conference call, I'm gonna be like, hey man, like that was a great massage. I really appreciate it. Oh, but by the way, you know, I, I missed my call or even worse yet, perhaps there's another massage therapist that's supposed to come in, you know, after them. And now all of a sudden they impacted their day. So let's, uh, yep. let's dive into this subject. I think it's really important. Time management is obviously um, one of the most important elements of being an effective coach time and group management i mean obviously we're talking about teaching seeing correcting presence and attitude time management group management demonstration with time management we're talking about how you utilize your time in the class but for this conversation what we want to talk about is are you adding value for the entire time start to finish and for me it really comes down to two things it comes down to preparedness, whether or not you're prepared to add value for the entire, let's say it's a 60 minute class, or on the other side of the coin, if you go 70 minutes, 75 minutes on a 60 minute timeline, I still think that shows a lack of preparation. Yeah. Um, So for me, it comes down to preparation and respect. Yeah. And and I'm in agreement with you. So oftentimes when I coach, I have a tendency to sometimes go over a little bit and for me, I think like, oh, I'm adding so much value. I'm trying to dive into whatever on this technique. But at the end of the day, that, that is me not being prepared because people are coming in with the expectation of a 60-minute timeline, and I'm not ad- adhering to that, right? Regardless of the scope that I'm providing them, regardless of the education I'm providing them or the fun time, you know, they're going to walk away. And you know, maybe it's not a big deal the first time. Maybe it's not a big deal the second time. But other things are impacted when that occurs, yeah, right? Even sure. five minutes over. I mean, I know about you, but I've had it happen a number of times where it's at night, there's busy classes, you run five minutes over and the next class is waiting. They're getting, they're getting fired up Yeah, and you're sitting there be like, guys, we're almost done. And all of a sudden you can't break away from your class because they're still running their workout and that's other class just waiting. That's not fair on them. Yeah. It happens to everybody. You know, I've gone over and blown timelines before everybody in the world has, who has coached has. But here's the deal. It cannot be a regular occurrence. It cannot be the norm. If you are constantly going over on your timelines, you have to reevaluate your preparation. 
like you said, you're, you're showing an incredible lack of respect for the members who are in your class, for what they might have to do. They've committed to you for only an hour, 60 minutes. 61 minutes is not in the contract. That's not the deal. And also a lack of respect for the members who are waiting for the next class and your coaches who are coaching behind you. Now their timeline is all off and blown because you didn't finish your job. That's right. And so what, what we've been addressing so far in the four minutes we've been discussing is really going over. And I think growing over, I, I don't know if I'd say it's better or worse than going under, but I think they they're both have their pros and cons. Yeah, they're both bad. Now let's talk about going under. Okay, so, so to me, um, again, back to massage therapist perspective, if you're paying for an hour and you get 45 minutes, you would be disappointed. Now, when I think about coaching, what I think about is my job is to provide value for the entire duration of that class, whether it's our NC30 class, our NC45 class, or our 60-minute timeline. My goal is to provide value that entire time. Mm -hmm. And so we spend a lot of time on session plans yes. in addition to our programming to, you know, quote, um, kind of make sure all of our coaches are singing off the same sheet of music. I know yeah. you and I both work timelines where we analyze, hey, zero to five minutes, let's do an intro. Five to 15, let's do a general dynamic warm-up where we're trying to think about in in, you know, increasing core body temperature and working full range of motion. Then after that, we, we put a timeline for skill specific, then we put timeline for the workout, and then timeline for cool down and high fives. And we provide this to our team because you know, we believe that from the minute one the class starts to the minute end, you should be providing value. And I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we go through... Um you know, a lot of different um, preparations in order to give our coaches the, the tools and the resources that they need to go out there and deliver the best product in the world. And one of those things that we do, like you said, is craft these finely detailed session plans. I think session planning is probably the most important thing a coach can do to ensure that their preparation is top-notch, as good as it can be without knowing the exact variables of what's going to go down. Yeah, how many people are in the class? What's yeah. going on? Now, now, on that note, right, um, when we're talking about adding value the entire time, what kind of things um, are you thinking about as a coach before you get into there? Um, what, what kind of things that are on our briefs, as an example, that, that you're thinking about ahead of time that you're reviewing to put yourself in the best position to provide the most value in that one hour? Because yeah. you don't get a second shot, right? That's you it. Get, you get one bite. You get one bite. That's it. And so, so what are you thinking about with that? So every time that I'm going to step on the floor to coach, I am always looking at, obviously, the, the workout far ahead of time. And I'm thinking about that workout in regard to, um, uh, you know, a, a greater lens. You know, how do I triage within that workout? You know, what is the main focus of the workout? What's the intended stimulus overall for it? And then from there, I'm breaking it down further. What are the movements in that workout? What is the volume? What is the loading? What are the complexity of those movements and figuring out where I need to spend my time and how I need to get the athletes to where they need to be before the workout starts with enough time to actually perform the workout effectively, right? And there is a litany of things that you got to think about as a coach um, before stepping on the floor. You know, earlier in your journey, you should be thinking, hey, I need to teach these movements simply and effectively. I need to be able to have scaling options at the ready for my members in front of me. Later on in your journey, you're thinking about things that are a little bit more nuanced, but you know, mostly it's a, it's a triage conversation for me. Yeah, and I think when you talk about triage conversation, you know, one of the things that I think about when I look at a workout, for example, I was, I was writing up some session plans earlier, 
and one of the movements, the movements of the day, for example, are, um, you know, as an example, it's shoulder to overhead, it's, um, you know, a push up and maybe a sit up in a row, for example. So when I look at a workout like that, I might have brief things in my mind for the push up. Hey, I'm going to talk about, you know, loading the shoulder, keeping the elbow in a nice athletic position, but it's kind of brief. You know, it's maybe a one minute conversation, have them demo it, et cetera, right? You talk about the sit up, you talk about full range of motion, talk about why we like the sit up, et cetera. But then you really want to kind of, when I'm evaluating a class, when I'm evaluating, hey, I have one hour to add value, where do I really want to dive in? Where is the meat and potato of this particular workout and the complexity? I look at something like a shoulder overhead or even perhaps a row if you haven't spent a lot of time on it recently to really dive in. And so when I'm looking at it, and again, I'm looking at our session plan as well, is I'm thinking, hey, look, if I have these are the movements, this is what I need to do, where do I want to spend my time at? Because I only have so much time. And I want to kind of, you know, give the biggest bang for the buck. You might not need to have to, you know, you might not have to really dive deep, deep, deep into a wall ball. Maybe you go over, you talk about points of performance, you talk about maybe keeping your feet in a more forward position, incorporate your hips, whatever. But you don't need to dive in for 20 minutes on that. Whereas maybe on a, you know, a push jerk, you might be able to dive in a little bit deeper. Yeah. It all depends on the stimulus of the workout, the loading, the volume of reps, all those types of things that we just talked about. Because there's going to be some days where... Let's say you have a really light dumbbell push press, and maybe that day is not the day that you need to spend a tremendous amount of time on the push press, but you want to go in and you want to add more value to the push up because you throw it away 90% of the time that yeah. it shows up in a workout, right? right? And you do have to be thinking creatively about how to teach the push up, how to make people more effective at it, how to get people further along their journey who are continuously. All right, for the push up today, guys, you're going to go to your knees. Right. You're going to do a box push up, right? Right? Like, right, right. How many freaking times have you heard yep. that? Yep. So, where's you, the value there? Yeah. yeah. You got to level up your game uh, across all, across simple movements, across complex movements. And for me now, what we're talking about is the, the deeper level of care when it comes to coaching. And, you know, a lot of people talk about care. Coach Glassman talks about care all the time. And care is immensely important. But I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding when people think about care. Caring just doesn't mean you care about your members' health and well-being. It doesn't just mean that you ask them their birthdays, you ask them how their kids are doing. It means all of that, but then it also means that you care enough about your craft that you're going home at night and you're researching the push-up. You're reading Glassman's article about the push-up that he wrote back in 2006, and you're thinking about how am I going to bring that to life in the next class? You're invested in your journey. You care that much. Yeah, and I think, well, what you're bringing up is a very valuable point. And I think when you talk about lawyers, right, you have a legal background. Fully retired. (laughs) Fully retired. Uh, You talk about lawyers, you talk about massage therapists. You know, I'm I'm bringing up these people because in general, they're pay for service. And that is kind of what we are, right? We, especially if you're personal training, you are paying a number for service provided. And I think when I think about lawyers, when I think about these different people, I think about professionals. I do, at least. Um, when we seek out financial advisors, different types of people that are paid on an hourly basis, I'm looking for a professional in their particular craft because I want to get the most out of my hour with that person. Yep. So let's talk about that. As a coach, right, if you're trying to, if you really want to elevate your game, a thing we were talking about earlier is just turning pro, right, and being a professional in your craft. And what does that mean, right? And I think as a professional, to me, it means that the entire time that I'm sitting in front of those athletes, the entire time that that person walks in the door, I'm trying to think, how am I going to add the most to this person's day, make sure they get a great experience, but what are they learning and are they going to come back again? Yeah. I, 
the concept of turning pro to me is a mind-bending, mind-altering <laughs> realization. Made, you made our whole team read a book called Turning Pro. Yeah, that, that has been a transformative book for me and for many other people um, in, in CrossFit um, who coach at a very high level. Um, it's called Turning Pro. It's written by an author named Stephen Pressfield. If you haven't read it, um, it's the second book in a series that he wrote. The first book was called The War of Art. The second book is Turning Pro. I read Turning Pro first and then went back and read War of Art. Turning Pro changed completely everything about how I looked at my career, my profession, the profession of coaching. Um, and I think that that topic, pro versus amateur, is something that we should address in a podcast uh, in and of itself one day. Yeah. But man, that Turning Pro, the, the thing that I want to, the point that I want to make about that in regard to what we're talking about with timeline is how you do anything is how you do everything. How you spend any minute of your time is how you spend every minute of your time. And if you're ending class 10 minutes beforehand because you, know, you want to sit there and twiddle your thumbs and you want to scroll through Instagram while the rest of the class is foam rolling and sitting there and you know, they might not be the wiser that day, but they're going to catch on soon, you're doing yourself and your members a disservice. Like You need to be adding value from start to finish of your classes. And if that means you're ending class 10 minutes early to do some foam rolling or mobility, you better damn be invested in the mobility and the foam rolling as it's going down. Yeah. And I think some people don't think that, um, you know, I think some coaches can look at him and be like, oh, well, I, I gave him a pretty good warm up. I put the warm up on the board. They all did it. Oh, right. Man, Which obviously uh, we're can't getting into that right we're, now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're definitely against that. But, but, you know, cause again, for me, when I think about 60 minute timeline, 45 minute timeline, 30 minute timeline, adding value the entire time. Well, that doesn't mean you just put a warm up on the board and you let them do their thing, right? Because no. that would be, you know, because to me, again, if I'm going to pay someone, again, equating a coach to a lawyer, right? If I'm paying a lawyer for service, I expect if I ask a question, they'll give me a response that's relevant to me, not a blanket warm up that I just go in there and I go do my own thing because then I wouldn't be hiring this subject material expert to advise me on it, right? Yeah, every, <laughs> every minute of your class, you're out there educating, entertaining, and inspiring. You're leading from start to finish. That yep. means you're leading the intro, you're leading the warm up, the specific skills, everything to do with the workout prior, afterwards. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. And, and once the workout's over, right, it doesn't mean that the class is over. And so I think that's, that's really where I, I think some people get held up is that I like closing out the class together. I think sometimes you have a phenomenal class and at the end, you just miss that little extra spark. And I'm sure this happened to you. I know it's happened to oh, me. Yeah, for sure. But you know, you're, you're putting out a good warm up. You're putting out a good skill session. You put out a great workout. All of a sudden, you know, the workout ends and there's kind of like this little fizzle and everybody just kind of walks off the stage. And then the next class comes on. You're like, oh man, that was really great. But something was missing. Flat. It's flat. And what it is, is just that final little touch of bringing everybody back in together. Just saying, hey guys, you did a really good, great, great job on your workout today. I saw John. I saw you do this. Hey, let's go ahead and grab out, you know, Let's do work some shoulder mobility real quick. Okay, guys, have a great day. Have a great week. Thanks for coming in or whatever. And that, and that little subtle difference is a nice way of going from, you know, solid class to exceptional experience. And they're walking away feeling like they had a start to their workout and a finish their workout. Takes it from good to great. A lot of classes. And that, that's why being prepared is so important. And every brief and session plan that we put together we're at least ending our classes two to three minutes before the end of the allotted time to allow for that moment, those moments, to allow for, hey, everybody come on in, 
I want to thank you for allowing me to, to do my thing today. I had a pleasure coaching you guys. Fist bumps all around. Let's break down the barbells. Let's put the weights away. And that's a shorter format exit, right? Yeah. You're still coaching for 60 minutes there. That, do, that doesn't mean like, hey, I ended the class at 55 and now I'm just walking away. Right. You yeah. have that five minutes to still add value. Well, and I think for me, I think there's just two things that I like to do at the end of class. I like to thank members for coming in. I like to thank them for taking their time where they could be doing anything else they wanted, but they came in to improve their fitness. That means a lot to us, not only from a business perspective, but just from a personal perspective that they're going to go out there, try and improve themselves for that hour of that day. That's a big deal for me. And I want to let them know that I'm acknowledging that, that I'm acknowledging that sacrifice they're making to improve themselves. And that's really important to share with them. And I also think, well, you know, one of the workouts that's obviously challenging is when you have, you know, three rounds for time, five rounds for time, which just brings up the most important characteristic, which is, you know, understanding what are the, you know, in our session plans, right? You're talking about stimulus intro, uh, you know, what is the timeline? What's the warm up look like? But in that stimulus, one of the things that we discuss, right, is what is the goal for that workout? And a coach's job during that 60 minute timeline is to make sure that more people, most people finish within a range that you've dictated so that this way you could close it out appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, AMRAPs and EMOMs are um, a, a bit easier to coach from a timeline perspective because you know when everybody's going to finish. Right. A four-time workout, rounds for time or a chipper, uh, is much more difficult um, because you now have to be much more precise with your scaling right. and thinking about when is you know uh, Matt the beginner going to finish and when is Susie the games athlete going to finish. And you want them to be finishing somewhere in the same realm of time like you don't want matt still in the first round when susie's done she's sitting there and should have been a five minute workout and it's taking him 25 minutes like you're way off the reservation right yeah and, and obviously you know being a pro is part of that you know if you're being a pro you're going to analyze you're going to say hey mary sue's brand new to the game let's make sure we scale her down to x weight you, know, you got this guy over here he's going to take approximately 10 minutes you know if you have people off by a couple of minutes that's fine but when you have one woman who or, or man who's still working out 10 minutes past everybody else you know, it becomes a little bit embarrassing. It becomes a little bit challenging as a coach because you're sitting there like, oh, okay, everybody. And then all of a sudden that person kind of feels a little awkward. And it, it, that goes into, um, I think the way you started this whole conversation, which is preparation. If you're preparing appropriately for your class, regardless of if you have someone who's been coming in for a year or someone who's been coming in for 10 years, you're going to be able to make sure that experience finishes strong. I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, and I think that I think that we've we've gotten that respect for the timeline down now. Yeah. I need to go back to one thing that we talked about. Sure, you got two minutes. Oh, okay, one thing. Going over on time, uh, you know, something that I've had to check myself with before is the fact that what I'm saying sometimes to the class, if I'm going if I really take a deep look at why I blew my timeline, I went over two minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. Seven minutes would be a fifteen minutes. Seven I mean, minutes you know. would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what I'm saying is not that important, and that's a harsh reality. If I've blown my timeline, there are moments in that class when I am talking to hear my own voice. Ah, and that is that's a tough reality for a lot of coaches. That's a really powerful statement you just made. I think it's really important to understand. Similar to this podcast, we like to do each one as an AMRAP and keep us on a clock. I know you and I are both looking at this phone and we know you have a minute left. That means the information we want to share, make sure it's potent, make sure it's powerful, make sure it's 
going to make an impact on this on this podcast. Every word needs to have meaning. But I think you're totally right. If you're going over five, seven, 10, 15 minutes, right? There was some point in that entire 60 minute duration that you went long winded on something. And I think it's important that when we think about people's time, if you go for 75 minutes, there's very rarely exceptions to the rule. But in general, you probably didn't good, good enough job with your preparation. You probably overspoke at certain times. And you need to do a deep reflection on that. So that next time it doesn't happen again. Yep. You need to really take a hard look at whether or not you need to give a dissertation on the snatch that day or whether or not you needed to teach the snatch, jump, punch, land. <laughs> and that was it for the day. And you go around, you're doing more finely manicured coaching individually. Yeah. Yep. You meant, you meant the jerk with the jump, punch, land? Uh, sometimes you teach the snatch, jump, punch, and land. Hey, whatever. You, whatever works. Um, so guys, that was 20 minutes. Mr. MDV and I were just discussing, keep, get out there, add full value for the full duration, prepare, use your session plans, use your timelines. And um, just keep in mind, guys, every day it's a blessing these people are in your gym. Every day it's a blessing they took the time out of their schedule to come in, improve their life, and let them know that. Thanks, MDV. Thank you, Jay. All right, guys, have a good one. Thank you.